This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I, well, I don't like, I don't know how people are going to do it because as I've come to realize on my show and then the things I'm doing in my personal life is that each person obviously is an individual. That's what people mm-hmm. like us that had come from the right, you know, yeah. believe. And so what I've been talking about on my show and with guests I brought on is that first you have to look in the mirror and you have to see and evaluate where you are in life, how entangled you are with technology. You have to understand uh, where this all started, which is what I'm working on on my show still. There are only 32 episodes in. Uh, Then you have to understand where we are today and then where we're going five, 10, 15 years from now. And then you have to sit down and make an honest assessment of your life. Just like if you were putting a resume together because you needed to get a new job and you have to start writing down all of these things and we're eventually going to work on sort of a a boilerplate that people can use. Mm -hmm. And you have to say, these are all the places where I rely on technology for personal life. These are all the places where I rely on technology for my business life or my work life. These are the things that my kids are doing. And then what you have to do is start to realistically go down that list and put an X next to the things that you can remove from your life. You can live without. And then you have to do the same thing uh, with your children. And then all of a sudden you're going to end up coming up with a list, a realistic list based on your life of where you're at where you could be, where you want to be, and the phases to get from A to Z. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide how much of this stuff that you are willing to put up with, how much you're willing to live with, how much you're willing to sacrifice and live without, how much do you really need? Well, do you really need nine TVs in your house? Can you just say, screw it and sell them all on Facebook Marketplace and get rid of television altogether? You know, do you really need a Fitbit monitoring your heart rate when you jog? Well, five years ago, you didn't have that. So what do you need it for now? So in my personal life, I share with the audience because if I'm going to talk the talk, I have to walk the walk. So in my personal life, you know, we're having uh, my wife and I are having a baby at the end of October. We ended up going with a midwifery instead of a hospital. So we have a team of midwives uh, that are part of a group. And so we're doing a home birth. Uh, it's going to be a water birth. We are not using hospitals. I mean, an emergency situation, we're going to end up having to. We have a doula who's basically like her coach that helps her all the way through it. You know, so we're doing that completely natural. We're not using drugs and painkillers. Uh, we prep for it. We exercise all the time. We source all of our food now from local farms, from vegetables to meats. Yeah. So 
we've started the process ourselves of going completely clean. And then we've been discussing already, uh, you know, how we're going to raise the child, you know, what decisions we have to make where you can't shield them from this stuff because right. you're not going to push them out of the nest when they're 18 years old into a technological prison planet that they know right. nothing about. But at the same time, if you can raise them, if this is your choice, if yeah. you can raise them in this natural world, you teach them how to farm, you teach them how to garden, you mm -hmm. teach them how to hunt, you teach them about all these tools that they could use to survive on their own in the wilderness. At the same time, you're teaching them about software programming and things like that that could be skills in which they could make money in the matrix, right. but they understand it's a tool. It's not a way of a life. They're not addicted right. to it. So they may learn a little bit about video games and stuff because maybe that's how they're going to make their money designing them but they're not in there doing it for entertainment slash the way of life so right. that's all the stuff we've been working on and i share on the show and more of that will be coming because uh as i'm doing it and figuring right. out myself i'm sharing it with the audience but i think that's what people have to do and it, it is hard work and it's really mm -hmm. not anything that people ever thought they were going to have to do. Right. But at the end of the day, if you're listening to a show like Chrissy's or a show like mine or the, the uh, Mike Moore's show, the Thomas Payne podcast, which is like mm -hmm. the mother show over mine at the pain.tv slash gold, or you're listening to the Whitney Webbs or the Patrick Woods or the people. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously interested in it. And then you want solutions. The only real solutions at this point, short, short of you, um, building a standing army and going to war with Silicon Valley right. um, is to start to figure out how you're going to do this in your life. Because the truth is, and this is why I say it on the show, mm -hmm. is that for the majority of us, for 99.9% .9 of us, we can't go full Amish tomorrow. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, I'm 41. I still have to work. Okay. I need to make a lot of money. I have a kid on a way. So I can't just go, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to go live on 10 mm -hmm. acres, no grid, no phone or anything because you just can't do it. So that's why I say it's figuring out the system that works for you and your family to live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. Can you realistically have a home that's maybe on an acre, two acres, three acres, that's got gardens and farms and everything, try to produce as much as you can, have neighbors that you can barter with, and then not have internet at the house, not have it hooked up to all of these smart devices, and then maybe... 10 miles away, you have an old-fashioned little office you go to or yeah. you go to your job where you have internet and you do your work, you plug into the matrix to make your digital tokens. Mm -hmm. But when you go home, you don't have that. That's all the stuff we're kind of figuring out now because for most people, I think that's more of the realistic approach at this phase. I think so too. And I think also mindset is a huge thing. And and when you were talking about, you know, uh, you know doing, doing thing, things in nature, I mean, like, one thing that I've learned is, I, you know, I'm out here on the Washington coast and I'm out here uh, in this beauty and going and I go to the ocean all the time, the beach. And, and I just basically am, have learned that I have to unplug from this political, like everything. This is what I came to the conclusion the other day. Okay. Everything that is man-made at this juncture is static. Okay. It's, it's, it's really not necessary. And for instance, you know, everybody, you know me, I mean, I've been so upset with the political and all that. And I finally came to the conclusion that you just have to 
change your mindset into rising above all of that. And you're right. And being able to, you know, kind of have one foot in, one foot out, create your own reality. That's what it is. You're creating your own reality in the, which you want to live the way that you want to live. And that's why it's so important, I think, to look for alternatives, you know, to going in, buying processed foods. And I mean, think about it. Our groceries and stuff. I mean, nothing is fresh, but you know, uh, that you know, mm. all the vegetables in the air. And, and let's talk about the organic. I mean, you know, they put chemicals on that too in the main, you know, grocery stores and things like that. So I think that you're right in saying, you know, you have to figure out what will work for you and how you can eliminate this man-made, you know, check technocrat, te technocratic, you know world that they've got us plugged into and it's and it is and it's all just about i think really reevaluating what is important to you and what do you need to do to be happy because in the long run you know you know me I, for years i mean I, you know how i get angry <laughs> so frustrated upset about so many things that are going on in the political realm and in you know what they're doing to the kids i mean that's another main uh issue that i have uh with this sex education and the crt and the all this stuff and yes you can have your you can you can get as involved as you want in it but in the long run you have to figure out what how what's going to make you happy and how can you survive and get around these systems and that's sort of where i'm at now with everything Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, it's creating your own reality and at the same time, you know, understanding what is coming so mm -hmm. that you can continue to navigate it. I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, it it's coming. So there's some people that say, you know, I don't even think about it. I don't, you know, will say to me, I don't think about it. I want to know about it. And, you know, that approach is really like putting your head in the sand and thinking that if your head is in the sand, nothing's going on around you. Yeah. So as the ostrich has its head in the sand, there could be three lions surrounding it that are about to eat it. Just because the ostrich can't see it doesn't mean the lions right. aren't going to eat it. So that's why I've been so uh, focused on researching and dissecting and analyzing this because over the years, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and investigative journalists. And sometimes there's topics like delving into Jeffrey Epstein for 14 million hours that I go, okay, yeah. that, like what, how is this helping me in any way? So I right. said, all right, I've got to do my own show. And to be honest with the audience, part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm basically building out the beginning of what's going to be a homeschool uh, mm -hmm. lesson library for my kid, yeah. because this is documenting a lot of what I believe should be taught in schools. Uh, mm -hmm. There's only so many years in a row I can learn about the War of 1812 right. uh, right. or learn about how terrible the Europeans were for slavery. I mean, I could teach my kid about slavery in about one afternoon. All right, yeah. that's it. We move on. I could tell them about how Europeans came here and killed Native Americans. I could get that done in an afternoon. Yeah. But the fact is, where are they going to be in the future? And again, you know, it, it's your kid. Humans are autonomous, but you got to give them the tools and the education to decide how much they want to live in this. You know, your kid may decide, Dad, you're crazy. I'm putting a brain chip in my head and I'm going to jump and live in the metaverse. I mean, at the end of the day, that may be the choice that they end up making. Right. And that's what I say to the audience, too. I mean, you're armed with all of this uh, research and intelligence that we're gathering. Some people could take this as I 
review a lot of companies and the backers and turn this into short-term investments for themselves. Some people can take this information and decide, oh my God, I'm checking out. I'm going to move somewhere and get a farm. Some people may decide, I I just don't have the resources. I got to stay in my apartment in the city, hunker down and hope for the best. I mean, everyone is going to have a different uh, decision. Do I believe there's going to be uh, some kind of an international revolution uprising against it? No, I think the international revolution is happening. That's the fourth industrial revolution. I think that Klaus Schwab, Yuval Noah Harari, Ray Kurzweil, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and the rest of these people are actually, when they write their own history, they're going to be what we think of as the founding fathers. They're the founding fathers of the technocracy of transhumanism and of... Uh, you know, the metaverse matrix prison planet. I mean, personally, if it's a battle, uh, men versus men, I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic about this. Yeah. They, they are winning, and I don't see people, I don't ever see that the people are going to rise up against it. I, I don't think, you know, 99.9999% of people don't even know what is happening right here. Right. And, and I consider myself to be well-researched, and I'm probably missing a large chunk of it as well, so... Well, I, you know, I mean, there is, there's people out there that, um, there are, you know, there's, you, you gotta go anyway, there's these other factors that go into everything. And I really believe that, uh, have you heard of these? I meant to ask you, have you heard of these solar flare events and all that? Have you heard anything about that? They're supposed uh, to I've never researched it. it no. Yeah, there's supposedly some so so uh, solar flare event that's going to happen that is going to be supposedly uh, the 24th of this month, and it's going to change everything. Where people are going to wake up, it's going to be I, I don't know. That's and it's it's in the it's biblical. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, watch Bo Pony. I don't know if you watch him. He's sort of an analyst of like what's going on in the real world versus and what, and then he kind of implements what's in the Bible and kind of goes like that. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't know. I hope. I mean, mean, could, could, could divine intervention happen? Yeah. I mean, you'd like, you'd like to think so. Do I believe? No, because I honestly don't believe that this is bad enough yet to, uh, I think it gets a whole lot worse. I think, if you think that people have to live under seven years of the Antichrist, I don't even think that's happened yet. So I think it gets a hell of a lot worse than this. I think large amounts of people will have to die in a massive genocide. I think people are going to have to be getting hooked up to the to the chips. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff that unrolls over the next 5, 10, 15 years. It's going to get, like, dark. I mean, right now we're allowed to sit here in the comfort of our homes, mm-hmm. talking back and forth on the internet. This will not exist when we get to, because you'll be forced into the metaverse, but the metaverse won't be, I mean, you're going to be in there because they forced and corralled you into it. I mean, in a sense, we're forced into communicating this way. If you think about it, part of the problem that we have today, when you listen to these technocrats and the panels at World Economic Forum and others talk about the metaverse and how great it is that, you know, we'll be able to talk to someone in China and it automatically converts it into English and back into China for that. And I'm saying, okay, you see how they've developed Mm -hmm. this global 
global world. Well, is the world better that we live in a global world where I could talk to somebody in China right now and it translates for me? Or was the world better back in the 70s or 80s when all I would be concerned about is my family, my neighbors, my neighborhood, my community, my town, you know, my county, my town, Mm -hmm. my state. And so you'd be more focused on your neighborhood. So your neighborhood would actually be a better place. You'd actually know your neighbors as many people don't anymore. And so Mm -hmm. is the world better because we can talk it back and forth from coast to coast? No. I mean, if I could snap my fingers today, I would roll back to 1980 where there was no internet and no cell phones in a heartbeat. Me too. That's what I keep saying. I'd like to go back to 1985, 1980s. I mean, I grew up in the 80s. Of course, I was a teenager in the 80s. And, uh, you know, and I, and I think about that. I think about the fact that, like, you know, my nieces and nephews, they don't have the same childhood that I had. I mean, like, first of all, I was very sheltered. Okay, very, very sheltered. We lived in Utah. All right. And, and we're not Mormon. Okay. So, you know, enough said on that. But I'm just saying, I actually... I'm grateful that I was, you know, I had a normal childhood. We were out, we were roller skating, we were using our bikes, we were going to our friend's house. We weren't on the, there was no, I mean, yeah, the computer started coming out and this and that. And the, of course we had Atari, remember Atari, ColecoVision. All yeah. yeah. And of course we, of course we got those things and whatever, and it was cool, but that's not what our lives were not, were not uh, uh, controlled by it. We had our own, you know, I was able I luckily my parents, I mean, I was able to just, you know, okay, I'm going over to my friend's house and I'm gone, you know, all right, well, call me when you get there. I mean, we were out and about doing things and that I think it, people need to get back to. We have to get. Off. Well, it was the real world. It was the natural world. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why what you're seeing around you today, when I talk about the, uh, you know, the synthetic cyber prison planet they're building, I'm not saying like, you have to get to the point where you walk outside and there's cameras everywhere and you see everything. It's already here. Part of the fact that we are using devices at schools and the fact that we're driving electric cars and the fact Mm -hmm. that we are tracked everywhere we go and the fact that over half the homes in America have Amazon uh, Ring doorbell cameras now that are facial scanning you at all times. We are already in the prison planet. They talk about smart cities. The whole country is a smart country, essentially. So... We're already living in it. And when you're talking about kids not going outside or getting home from school, the parents are at work, they got on their bike, they ride across town to their friend's house, they play. That's Mm -hmm. because we're already living in this cyber projection they've already created. And so the, the main tenet of the fourth industrial era is that they're going to be merging the physical world the biological and the digital. So the digital is like the metaverse merged with the physical, which is the natural world. And then the biological is the beginning of like starting to hack our bodies and our DNA. And so they're going to merge all three so that when you're inside the matrix and out of the matrix, you're not going to know the difference. I mean, not you or I, but the people that are going to play into this. And, you know, if anybody's interested, you could go over to, any of these Joe Rogan shows with Elon Musk and just read the thousands upon thousands of YouTube comments, 
there are people cheering on. They want it. Yeah, could some of those be bot comments? No, I mean, there are young people that want this. If you don't believe it, go find one of your kids or grandkids' friends or your kid or grandkid if they're hooked on video games and throw some of these ideas out of them. You wouldn't believe what they know, and many of them are ready to put a brain chip inside their head. I mean, they're already propagandized and brainwashed into this. It's really sad. I mean, you know, it's the end of humanity and people need to understand that and rise. I, I, I just really believe I'm really hoping people wake up enough to where they're they're not going to adhere to this this craziness. It's 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 total control over your thoughts. Your, I mean, can you imagine all they have to do is put a, if you have a chip in your head, oh, well, uh, you, I just can't even imagine that. You have somebody telling you what to do or what to think. I, it, it just, I have to have my free will. Free will, they, they're trying to. You have no free will. You have no soul. You have no spirit. I am Yuval Noah Harari. You're a hackable animal. No, but here's the thing, Chrissy. I just want to make the point to your audience. Transhumanism is they actually it's synonymous with another term they use called post-humanism and post-humanism is what beyond humans right, right? i live in a post-human era that's no more humans and so transhumanism is anti-humanism and the point right. that people don't understand whether you identify politically and i wish people would be post-political because yeah. if you identify on the right or left or republican democrat conservative liberal the fact is this is a war against humanity. So they have us divided in this sort of matrix program simulation that we're in, right. uh, or, you know, depending on what echo chamber they drive you into or what choose your own adventure book they drive you into. Yeah. And so you're a Yankees fan fighting with a Red Sox fan or you're a Republican fighting with a Democrat. Those are just simulations they force you into. Meanwhile, they have waged war. I mean, the words of Yuval Noah Harari, the king philosopher of the World Economic Forum and uh, the philosopher of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, when he says you have no soul, you have no spirit, you have no free will, this concept of free will is dead, you're a hackable animal, and uh, basically we're going to control your data and the gods of the new era will control the data. I mean, if that is not a declaration of war against humanity, then I don't know what is. And so everyone is out here running around in this simulation, fighting with each other, divided or afraid to talk to each other over COVID vaccines or yeah. whatever. That's exactly what they want because they have waged war on us. And transhumanism is anti-humanity. It is right. the death to humanity. Merging man with machine genetically modifying man's dna is yeah. designed to engineer you and me and the rest of us out of existence that is the entire purpose of this program these yeah. people despise humanity for whatever reason at the end of the day it doesn't really matter why it right. doesn't matter if they're just evil it doesn't matter if they're just crazy it doesn't matter if they're just stupid it doesn't matter if they're reptilians if they're aliens if they're mm -hmm. part of the antichrist at the end of the day they've declared war in their own words and actions and the technology and the research and development into the technology that they are deploying and they are building every day so they've declared war on us uh why people don't realize that I don't know. I mean, when they sit there and they call you a hackable animal, I mean, everyone was up in arms when I was like, Hitler called the Jews subhuman mongrels. Right. Well, he called you a hackable animal. Is that not a subhuman mongrel? Right. 
Exactly. He, he stands on stage with a formula and he says, this is the formula of how to hack humans. Like he yeah. literally stands up there and declares this. And people have to remember, and I have to keep pointing this out in the show. When you listen to the words of Yuval Noah Harari, mm -hmm. he is not saying that stuff at some uh, some room in a college campus no. and he's just some quack professor who is talking to 56 stoned out kids. This man stands on the stage of the World Economic Forum in front of the most powerful and influential CEOs, bankers, investors, college professors, trade union presidents, yeah. uh, presidents of uh, trade associations. He's sitting up there in front of heads of state, world leaders, uh, heads of international governing bodies. Like he's not just standing there saying this at like Yale to a right. bunch of like cracked out hipsters. No, he's literally talking to the most powerful people on earth. And they gobble it up because he's sitting there and telling them we're winning and this is what we have to do to complete this war. That's basically what he's telling them. Well, I think too, you know, it's all about distractions and, and different narratives. And I've said this before, I've said, you know, there's a narrative for everybody for different, for whatever situation they have, there's a narrative for the left, a narrative for the right. There's a narrative for, you know, the kids, there's a narrative and and they just keep they keep everybody divided so that we don't realize that that it is it's a, it it is a war it's humans against these demonic pieces of shit all they care about is power money and control and you know keep that's why i keep hoping and praying people are waking up enough to like really we have to break out of this this matrix that they have us under it it, 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 it is there's, there's no way we can I just don't want my nieces and nephews to be in this world like this. It is just, we have to stand up. And that's another thing, you know, I'm on true social, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I always say hashtag stand, you have to stand for, for humanity. You have to stand for your beliefs and your morals and, and, and the world that you want. You cannot just roll over and stick your ass up in the air and okay, I guess you need my new booster. I mean, I, it's just it mind boggling to me that people are not angry enough or they're not willing to do what it takes. They're, it, it, this whole materialistic thing, you know, I'm not that materialistic of a person. Do I want nice things? Of course. But you have to think of it. You have to think of this is humans versus demonic entities that want to just control yeah. everything and that's how well, you look at it yeah and a, and a couple things on that we live in a society now i saw less i just came back from poland i was there for three and a half weeks yeah. i saw less of it there because poland is basically in my opinion it's it's yeah. going back in time to like usa 1980s 1990s mm -hmm. but what they've done here in the United States is they've turned our country into basically the world's truck, truck stop bathroom. Okay. Yeah. You can come to the United States, you take a crap on the floor, you pee all over the toilet yeah. seat, and then you walk out, you steal a bag of Cheetos, go out, pump gas and steal it and drive off and uh, whatever. You're allowed to do right. it. But at the same time, we're also this giant Amazon trading hub. That's all we are. And people have chosen to fall into this trap of trading what is just sort of soulless empty materialism consumerism mm -hmm. and they actually believe that that is freedom so because you can take out your phone and you could go on amazon prime and you can order 
anything you want. Like, ooh, that's cool. Two silver balls I can click together that are going to be shipped to me from China to here in 24 hours. That is freedom. That's not freedom. It's soulless consumerism. We live in this debt-based society where they have everyone strapped to debt. You're essentially slaves to the system, which they're slowly introducing into Poland. Yeah. So you have that. On the other side, famous quote, right? If you trade liberty for security, you deserve neither. Well, in this modern time, as you're facing the technocracy and you're facing all the real world, I call it real world clickbait, right? So all these neat little gadgets they try to sell you. Well, what you're doing is you're trading liberty for perceived convenience. And so you go, Oh, this new device that's going to make my coffee for me. So when I get up in the morning, it's already made. I can program it from my phone. Well, that's perceived convenience. At the end of the day, that coffee machine is now smart. It's tracking data. The data isn't necessarily to track you and when you drink your coffee, but all of those data points are helping build this AI hive mind, this prison planet that Elon Musk says. That's why he can sit there and say, you're just nodes in the system. Because you know why? We act like nodes in the system. So why should these people with this God complex believe we're anything different? Why should they pay us any respect? Why should they even look at us as some kind of enemy that they should not just eliminate? I mean, if I were sitting in the evil boardroom with these guys, I'd be saying, what are we waiting for? Let's just off them already. They're annoying. They don't fight back. They don't put down the iPhone. They don't take off the iWatch. What are we toying with them for? And then the other one at the other end probably says, because it's fun to toy with them. (laughs) It's fun to toy with them because at the end of the day, there's no pushback. So we're, we, we, in, in my mind, uh, I look around sometimes and I go, Jesus, Bill Gates, what are you doing? Hurry up and finish the job already. This is yeah. annoying. No, I, I don't, you know, I'm on the side of humanity, but at the same time, you have to look at this and say, why are we, like, what are we doing to even push back against them? Right. And and they have to look at us that way. They must be laughing at us. I, I would imagine. Uh, I think that's why they put Biden in as president. They were like, hey, listen, let's just give him the old guy. He's senile. Put him up there. He's going to fart on himself and burp and fall off a bicycle because they deserve nothing more than that. Like we are literally in the movie Idiocracy. And the enemies that have waged war against us are just laughing. I think they are surprised that there has been no actual pushback. And when when I'm talking about you or I saying, screw it, I'm not wearing the mask, like, that's not pushback at all. Like, they don't care about that. 